Today, we're going to take a look at 12 different markets. There's five metrics we're going to take a look at, like total sales and month-over-month -month sales, year-over-year -year sales, and just take a look at um, places like Colorado or California that had $317 million on average every single month in cannabis sales. We'll look at uh, all kinds of trends and wrap up the whole year. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. To help me do that is going to be Tom Howard with uh, Cannabis Legalization News. Tom, thanks for being back on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It looks like my name is uh, the name of my law firm, Collateral Base. So if you need anything, uh, visit thecollateralbase.com. Uh, and actually, it's just collateralbase.com. The name of the law firm is The Collateral Base. And then um, it's also a law and consulting firm. Josh and I actually are in the process of launching uh, this week uh, a crowd, it's not a crowdfunding, it's a pitch deck. Uh, service package where we'll sit down with uh, teams and create a custom pitch deck for them prior to doing a full business plan and all that other build out that they need to lawfully raise capital because like at cannabisindustrylawyer.com I get hundreds of leads every month and I make sure that everybody on the get started page writes down how much capital they have and you are you you would be shocked at how little capital people allocate for the application and for opening their doors. They are at least two to three times under budget. Yeah, well, that's because they don't have anybody in finance on their board or uh, on the executive team. So yeah, there's that. All right, man, let's jump into this. I want to show uh, you my first graph here. This is a total sales. We're going to break this down in two segments. Um, these four states first being California, Colorado, Nevada, and Washington, looking at the annual changes. Um, Month over month from December to November, California came in 337 million. That's just, you know, 1.3% less than the previous month uh, versus um, Nevada, 64.9 million. That's a 5% gain. So maybe that's an added amount of- uh, well, Look at the, uh, you can totally see the coronavirus uh, plot on uh, the tourist destinations of Nevada mm -hmm. and also of Colorado. I mean, when you should have seen a fairly larger spike, you know, actually April is kind of high, but it means Colorado, so there's probably a lot of 420 parties. Uh, and then with Nevada, it really got beat down. And then of course, by May, June, July, I mean, it, it's, it's recovered, but um, I think that's probably reflecting the, uh, was, nobody was really traveling this, this year to Colorado and Nevada. 100%, yeah, May um, was 39 million in Nevada as of May. So that's definitely a amount of nobody being there. And it's kind of a stair-step pattern back. It's coming back, whereas Washington, this Petri dish experiment's kind of leveled out. Um, but even Colorado is kind of coming back from that May trough of $301 million in the month of May for California. They're just a beast out there. Well, they got 40 million people and their cannabis culture is probably the most mature out of any state that's there. I mean, come on, it's where the Grateful Dead came from. The Grateful Dead is, is the cannabis industry owes so many debts to that band, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just kind of comparing these two areas of California and Nevada, the average in Nevada is 54.6 million versus 317 million for California. So that's interesting. All right, let's take a look yeah. at some some other that's, areas. I bet it would be interesting also to see the difference in the tickets, uh, uh, because if we reviewed the dispensary rolls, and I bet the trends in like a Nevada would be different than the trends in like a California. The trends in like a, a Nevada might be more analogous to out-of-state sales 
So what does somebody who's there on a weekend want? You know, maybe some pre-rolls, uh, something like that, you know, that you can get disposed of pretty easily, like a couple of edibles. And then what they're buying in California to see if it's substantially different. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. So we got some more uh, interesting stuff like Illinois, Massachusetts, Oregon, Michigan, Ontario, and then our, you know, neighbors to the north in Alberta, British Columbia, and Saskatchewan, Ontario. Um, are these uh, all in USD or are these also taken into the account the loony? Um, those I think are in Canadian dollars. So yeah, they haven't been converted. So it's technically over. a little bit less than it, it indicates on the yeah. actual graph. Right. But yeah, so these, because these are fairly recent states, we don't see the dips, you know, in May. Um, right. Yeah, I guess I don't have Massachusetts, We also do not yet. And it's the same with Illinois. With Michigan, it's coming online much, much e uh, easier. But in Massachusetts and Illinois, we just don't have the retail locations that we need to be able to really support the supply numbers to go up more than that. Uh, and as they come online, I mean, like, Illinois is still waiting on an application round. Massachusetts, I have no idea how many operators they actually have that are selling product uh, right now. But, you know, it's some growing pains in those two states. Speaking of growing, Illinois kind of went up 21% from, looks like, um, October to December from 89 million to 100 million. So they're still kind of chugging along, whereas like British Columbia is kind of pairing off. So is Alberta. Um, Oregon, I mean, they've been around forever, so they're just barely at a hundred million. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these markets are still kind of going up, obviously. Million. Oregon's at a hundred million. It's got a third of the population of Illinois. It'd be like Illinois having a 300 million a month and that 300 million month, that was like a California number. So Illinois can definitely float higher over the course of the next three years as licenses come online and there's more retail locations and there's also more supply. Um, but you know, it, a lot of the numbers, they, they take time because they're cultural, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on to uh, year over year sales growth for the year. Um, so we'll take a look at, uh, California. They're definitely going down. You can kind of just see that, that graph is kind of coming way down. So a mature market, I don't know, it's fairly new. But year over year, it's got about 14% uh, growth, and whereas May, they had 42, April 77. So kind of coming out the gate strong and then leveling off. Maybe that's because everyone's leaving the Bay Area now. <laughs> Maybe they're going back to their dealers. It could be that they came to the market and they weren't satisfied and they went back. We saw that with uh, Canada, definitely. But to your point on the previous slide with the tourism, Colorado saw 8% drop in May. Nevada saw 24% drop in May, 23% drop in June. Right. Uh, definitely struggling year over year. Um, those, those numbers, that graph is just going straight down. It's a ski slope. But again, I kind of want to point out to Washington, it's relatively flat. Right. Um, because we don't deal with tourism and our market was terrible, but during a pandemic, it's not that bad. <laughs> right. Well, you know, that's, that's something else. Now as licenses, uh, are there, are they just at saturation in Washington state? Are there any other licenses that are available? Or is everywhere a moratorium? There's a moratorium. So the licenses are available either through word of mouth or, you know, listing somewhere. Right. Um, but, you know, with people like Willie Nelson pulling out, you know, he doesn't even want to be in Washington. So they left. Wow. Yeah. 
All right, let's take a look at um, our neighbors to the north here in Canada. Some of these other figures. Now these are still relatively new with the 2.0 numbers. So being able to have beverages and all that other stuff is gonna be neat for some people. So that you're seeing an increase in Alberta of 76%, 197% British Columbia, 330% in Illinois. Um, you know, Oregon is like 39%. They're like, we'll get it when we want, we don't care. Versus yeah. Ontario at 125%. So. Yeah, and Illinois, that's just uh, illustrative of the legalization. It's its first year. So you're right. going to see curves like that, similar when any other state, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey go, you'll see that huge pop. And then it'll be really year two, year three, as more locations come online to see if uh, those numbers creep up to baseline, which is about like, you know, 21 and one in five people technically actually really buy the product. And out of that, maybe it's only like 5% of the population really buys a lot of the product. So, I mean, I always think that's one of the reasons why the marijuana or the cannabis industry kind of grows more slowly uh, because a lot of the people that are outside of it, they're fine. They're outside of it. And really only like 5% of the population is really about it, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's take a look at our next metric here, the average basket size. So this is how much people are spending on average each time they go in. Easy crazy. Look at Illinois. That is an outlier. We'll wait for that one. First up is California. Huge amount. So $65, I think 60 or 65 is how much it's required for a lot of the delivery companies. So to oh. meet that amount, that's why you're seeing that drop. Because when they were in the store, they were maybe spending 70 and now it's down to 65. But yeah, but that's also a nice thing to ensure that you can have more of a predictable ticket price. I mean, if you had a Delivery is free at $65, something like that. Uh, if, of course, like the, the retail location has the appropriate delivery um, contract or license or however they uh, they do it in their particular location. Colorado's down 3.4%, but it's at, you know, $59.50. Washington, $64 and, or no, sorry, $33 for Washington because we get it when we want. <laughs> Versus Nevada, $64. I'm guessing that's also delivery and uh, a bit of tourism if they're- if they're Yeah, in. that's right. They can gouge. They can gouge in Vegas because like, yeah, the tourism dollar. Yeah. But again, Washington's relatively flat. You see kind of people just getting it. There's not a whole lot of change there. I find that interesting in and of itself. All right. Moving on to um, some other figures here. We're starting with uh, Illinois. 113 bucks. You guys are spending uh, quite the dough down there to what, like try stuff out? Yeah, it's to try stuff out, but then also they might just be bulking up. And so they would go and they might buy uh, an eighth and that eighth might be 60 bucks. And then they might also want to buy a cartridge. All right. Uh, and that cartridge for their vape, that would be like another $60. So boom, right there, you're at 112. Uh, and those are med prices, all right? So like if I go to my medical dispensary down the, the way, uh, I could probably find a $60 eighth or $59 eighth. It'll be top shelf, according to them. And then um, I could also get like a $60 cartridge, which would be a 500 milligram uh, vape isolate uh, from a THC product. And um, yeah, that's, a, that's 60 bucks, 60 bucks, 112. 
Yeah, so we are seeing people spending less and less month over month in Illinois, as well as Massachusetts, um, even Michigan is starting to slump versus Alberta and British Columbia, I would be I am surprised to not see it dip, but maybe the 2.0 sales is what helps support that by adding the new products the next year uh, yeah. that that helped to see a traditional decline that I'm used to. I don't know. Yeah, product diversification is going to be great because uh, there's so many more products that can come online, especially when it comes into the extract market. So the processors out there, the not just the topicals, but a lot of the beverages, I still don't think have even really been invented yet. <laughs> so the count of baskets, is that the number of items per purchase? Average basket is the total revenue di divided by the number of transactions. So it's kind of giving you a, a profit indicator. So if you can get more revenue with less transactions, that's good. So average basket is total revenue divided by number of transactions. And is each each item a transaction? Uh, no, not each item. It would be just kind of each uh, each person buying whatever they're buying. And they ring the register. Yeah, how much revenue is generating per time, you know, per per register transaction. So the higher the number, the higher the um, revenue. Wow. So California at five point one is going to make a lot more money than Nevada. Yeah. Nevada is just that has to be the tourist dollar. I mean, I think California, you're seeing the regulars, those people enjoy their product, you know, and then growing is hard. I mean, I got to grow my own now, which is nice to have, but then, um, you know, you have to do it. And so like, you know, if you're not going to be actually doing that stuff, and you, I could see buying it really, really easily. Colorado and Washington are pretty close at 2.7 and 3.5 kind of hitting this V pattern. Whereas again, Washington is a stable shelf. I find yep. that really interesting how normal Washington has been over this. That is the demand. That is the demand right there. And it's in that's the demand showing no growth. And so now we need to like, see if we can abstract that out into Washington state, go five years or so. Looking at count of baskets, uh, fairly stable in Alberta and British Columbia, Illinois, Massachusetts, Michigan, Ontario, and Saskatchewan. Oregon is the only place with a, an established market where it's maybe dropped a little bit. Maybe that's people going on budget ounces or something. I don't know. Interesting. All right, let's take a look at our last um, piece of data here. Brand concentration. So Colorado has been interesting because uh, they've kind of rebounded, whereas California's concentration has dropped. You would think that with time and more uh, brands coming out that that concentration would decrease and it, it has gone down to 25% in California versus Colorado did go down to 18%. Now they're back up to 28. So maybe that's M&As, maybe that's just a decrease, you know, some of the companies failing, I'm not really sure, but um, it did look yeah, it could be M&A. I mean, like, think about it. it. It's it's almost an aberration. Unless something, what product could they have rolled out that was just so dank and so dominant that they could, like, pop that type of share? Um, I don't know. Yeah. M&A makes a, a more plausible case simply because, like, you know, if there's new operators that are coming online, I just don't see. 
just don't see it. Washington is is what you should be seeing that slow stair step pattern downwards from 30, you know, 2% down to 22%, just slowly kind of coming down um, as, you know, there may be new brands or, because um, each company can have its own brand. I think that's also what you're seeing too, is a lot of companies establishing more brands. And so maybe that's quote unquote, less competition, even though they're really owned by the same, you know, conglomerate. All right, let's see what's happened up in Canada because with 2.0, I always find that interesting to see what they're doing. Still fairly flat. So we don't have a lot of data on Illinois concentration or Massachusetts or a lot of these places, but the ones that we do, fairly flat. Um, although since it is new, there's you're seeing 40 to 43% concentration in British Columbia um, you know, versus Oregon at 24%. So Looks like it is getting a little bit more competitive uh, in Oregon versus, you know, Canada. There's just not a lot of place, not a lot of companies out yet, I guess. Didn't Canada try to like take control of the state-wise or something like that? I thought that Canada more meddled in their private markets. Ontario wanted to do um, government-owned stores and that didn't work out. So they were pretty slow to roll out. British Columbia has been really slow. I think there's been a lot of pushback from uh, the existing marketplace that's there. But um, yeah, all in all, it looks like a fairly steady, fairly um, you know robust national sales and people are still spending. Although I think there is some, what you can see or, or discern from the, from the data is that people may be choosing bulk, cheaper items, trying to spend less money but they're still doing whatever's convenient. Average baskets showing that they're following online minimums. Um, but year over year sales growth is, is fairly stable. It's dropping quite a bit actually in California as people exodus and go to like Texas, but there's nothing available there. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out for them. Well, a lot of, a lot we of money, did one on the Texas law uh, on cannabis legalization news. Don't forget to head over there and subscribe. And so we reviewed the, the Texas bills that they have, and they aren't good. They look like Florida. They look like Georgia. They're, it would just be like one to two, you know, maybe like 10 at the most license holders. And like one or two of the players would probably dominate 50 to 60% of the market, completely vertically integrated license. So, you know, 50, 80, 100 million bucks. So according to headset, there's been $10.27 billion in sales for the year uh, in 2020. And year's not even over. $10 billion? $10.2 billion when you add up um, the U.S. and Canadian sales in the area. Hmm? Adult use or medical? These are all, these are all wreck. It's completely wreck is going to break 10 billion dollars this year yeah for for these 12 markets yeah canada included that's gonna be one of the first times you know because illinois came online and helped and so did michigan i mean this has to be a year over year uh growth on on uh revenue for cannabis yeah that's a lot of dough all right anything i'm uh, leaving out before we wrap this up I don't think so. All right. Tom Howard, Legalization News, man. Where can they find you at? You can go to campuslegalizationnews.com. 
or they could ask Google some type of uh, question about how to get in the industry or a type of license that they want. And they'll probably find my cannabis law blog, cannabisindustrylawyer.com, uh, or they can hit me up on my, uh, my law firm's website, collateralbase.com. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon and I'm Saba and we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while we break it all down.